This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production. Biggest thing we can do is just get stops and run. Stops and run, guys. Push, push, push every time. Extra, extra, extra session with Kiko Malikbeam. Tackles everything about the world of sports, especially the one close to the host heart. Basketball. Updates, discussion, clarification, name it. Extra session has it. Extra, extra, extra session with Kiko Malikbeam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 18 of Extra Session with Kiko Malikdem here in Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. And today we are very fortunate to have with us a legend in his own right, a former national team player, a former naturalized player of the country. He donned the national jersey during the 1980s, along with Samboy Lim, Alan Kaidik, Hector Kaum. Let's all welcome... We're at six foot eight, wearing jersey number 13. <laughs> still. <laughs> I'm old now. That hurt. I can't do that again. One <laughs> years old, man. <laughs> Good thing, Dennis. Welcome to Extra Session. How are you doing right now? Hey, man, I'm doing great. I'm just happy that you guys got captain. You know, got in contact with me, man, and mm. this is a special moment for me, and I'm so happy for you to do this for me. Thank you so much on that. Yes, sir. It's also a special moment for us since, of course, they. I mean, all all of the sporting world in the Philippines, you know, they've been they've they've been able to contact the you know the the people around the NCC right. team. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Of course, I was wondering myself, uh, how about? How about Dennis Steele? We haven't heard from yeah. him ever since. So it's good you, you gave us this opportunity. No, no. You know, Big Dog, what's good? You got the balls to call me, text me, everything. <laughs> Dennis, I want to talk to you. Dennis, everything. <laughs> come on, sir, sir. No, no. You did a hell of a job for getting me on here because I ain't telling you. Ain't too many interviews I do. <laughs> you got to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for that. So, how are you doing right now? You know, 2020 has become a nightmare for all of us. Ever since the formal declara declaration right. of pandemic, what has kept you busy? Right. Man, just, you know, keeping your health, keeping your head right, man. You know, not one thing is the main thing is trying to be happy with yourself. And mm -hmm. even though we deal with a lot of problems right now and the things that are taking place, we got to still, you know, be thankful for what we got. A lot of people are worse off than I am, so I can't go around and cry like a boob. I got a lot of aches and pains because I'm old, mm -hmm. but... <laughs> But the thing is, man, that we all just need to get along. We can all just work on that, care for each other, man. We're okay. And I think this is how the world's going to, hopefully it is, start doing that, working together. 
you see <laughs> for the benefit no. for the benefit of the younger generation uh, right. especially the 1990s oh. can you describe how you play oh man it, you know my first year i left um we went to lord and marymount me and jeff moore and then we ended up going um coach ron ended up leaving that school and everything and then the philippines talked to ron for a little bit and he ended up talking to us, man. He said, Dennis, I got a nice place for you. We're going to take care of you. You're going to have the best of everything. And he said, just all you got to do is trust in me. And he told me and Jeff that, man. And we put our trust in him, man. Went over there the first time when we fell over there. We fell in love. And it I, was, I thought I was going to be there forever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then I who, really did. who was the person who actually asked you to come over? Jacob. He came oh, right to me. Because I was at Lord and Marymount at the time. I think mm -hmm. Jacob went over there and he was with, um, uh, I think, Dundee and everything. Yes, sir. And um, he took Jeff over there, I think, too. And so they got in contact with me when I was at Lord and Marymount. And I always loved the way Jacob coached, man. I just, you know, you know he's like my father, too. You know, my, my father. Mm -hmm. And when he asked me, he said, Dennis, look, I got a good, you know, ability to do this, this, and this. And I said, I'm going. And were you, I never were looked you, back. Were you single or married already when you... Oh, no, no. I was single then, dog, man. You know, I was 21, 20 years old, 1980. No, I wasn't married yet. <laughs> how was, <laughs> how was that? How was yeah, that yeah. experience, you know, being, uh, being single and then you came over the co a, a country you haven't, you know, haven't learned yet about it? And then, and then how was the experience? You know, you hear a lot of bad things. You're going to another world. They're not, you know, this country is back there and back, back land and all this stuff. But, but I had it in my heart that I wanted to go. And, and once I got over there, man, I ain't lying. I just, when I got off that plane, I said, that's it. This is, man, me and my boy Jeff, we high-fived each other and said, yo, man, this is going to be our home, man. We, we, we ain't going back. And we did. We said, this is our home, dog. We, we stayed together until, you know, I left and went over another country and played a couple, couple other countries and everything. But, but when I got there, man, it was like, I didn't want to leave. And we thought we was going to be there forever, really. I see. You know? Mm -hmm. How, you became part of the last Philippine team to win the championship in the Asian Basketball Confederation, now known right. as the FIBA Asia. Can you recall, can you recall the, uh, how did the team win the title? How were you able to overcome the odds? Oh, well, the first year was kind of easy. Because, you know, the team we had was mostly half Americans. <laughs> so he wanted to win. He wanted to get a team just to win, just get established, I think. And that's what we did. We went to the William Jones Cup, and we, we spanked everybody. We beat everybody down there. And that was in 1980. I ended up being on a, our star team on that 1980 William Jones Cup team. Mm -hmm. And from there, it just got started. And I think, you know, uh, Mr. Dundee and everything, he had so much plans for that country. He said, man, I want my country to be the number one. And he, he I mean, it was, that was his goal. <laughs> his goal was just to make God. We want to make a name for this country. And, and you know what? He worked on it. He had a lot of opposition on it and everything. But his intention was to make his country look great in the sports, especially in the basketball, which yeah. he did. He fulfilled what he did. Yes. I mean, nobody has done what he's done ever. Yes. Nobody it's, has not won against the United States team yes. ever. It, Two times again. It's very unfortunate, you know, you, you weren't able to continue the journey in the oh, World Cup. Yes, yes. 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 How, how, was, how was playing for the Philippines changed your life? It, I had to grow up a lot because, you know, the team we had, people don't understand. 
-hmm. We had all the young guys. These guys were college players. I think mm -hmm. the oldest on our team of the Filipinos was just, I think, what, 18, 19? Mm -hmm. I mean, Sam Boylan and Kai Dick. You had Pluma. You had all them guys, man. You had, you know, your boy the guard and everything. That team was 18 and younger. And we beat United States with teams that, that team was NBA players yeah. on that national team we played the last time. All them guys got picked up in NBA players, but they did not know the team that we had was nothing but young college ball players. Yeah. Never played professional in their life. <laughs> Never played nobody in their life like this. Mm -hmm. And they went out there and threw their balls on that table and we whooped that, excuse my expression, bling bling ass. And, <laughs> and I was and I was there with them. I mean, that team was incredible. For them young guys to go out there and play against national teams that play professional. Yeah. We played against Italy, I think. We played against, I forgot, I think we played against a team in France when we was in the Jones. But mm -hmm. we played a bunch of teams that always professional players. Yeah. And nobody knew our players were young boys coming out of college. Yeah. They were still in college, really. They probably, <laughs> not even, they were still in college. Yes, college, college. You know, so, so when I looked at the you know, United States team, we whooped them. I said, you got your ass whooped by little kids. These kids whooped your ass. And they did. The kids whooped their ass and they were surprised. And yeah. that's, that's impressed me so much. So, yeah, we had a young team. And, you know, Jake was so cool where I was the crazy guy. I'm the guy that's cussing everybody on the court. I'm the guy that's in practice taking their faces off, knocking them out like they're playing against me. <laughs> and it made them, when they got on that court and played against the other Americans, they say, shit, I play with Dennis, still practice every day. He like, oh, you hit me here? That's the rumor. I mean, one time he got knocked out in that game somewhat. <laughs> but, so, but these kids worked hard. Yes, I hard. understand. So yeah. you were this, this enforcer type for your team. Yeah, that was my, you know, and, and Jake knew that, you know, and he let me do it. Mm. You, know, you know, you have players on your team that are different players. My game was more like rebound, dirty player. I'm going to stop the player. I'm going to get you a rebound. I'm going to knock this pick off for you that you can get a shot off Chip England. Yeah. And that was my job. <laughs> but at the same time, he let me push these guys because he knew that's what they needed to be able to beat the United States national team. I see. And we beat them. <laughs> and we beat them without really – I was on the court with no, no ankles. And we <laughs> beat them. Yes. That, that's incredible. Yes, until now, you know, when they tell about something about that team, they always, I mean, the first thing that, 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 I mean, that people tell is that they beat a U.S. team that is <laughs> made up of former, uh, I mean, future Thank NBA you. players. Yes, yes. <laughs> they beat NBA players on the court. And, they, now, and you will kill me. I remember when we first got there, And we got, we met these Americans at, because everybody stayed at the same hotel, the yeah. um, Mandarin Hotel. We had to stay there, just mm -hmm. like the Olympics. You stay in the same hotel and all that. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time I seen Americans, they looked at me and Jeff and looked at our team. They came in the hotel looking. I said, what's up? And they, they wouldn't say shit to me. They looked at me like, this mother, <laughs> playing with the Filipinos, dog. Oh, <laughs> they looked at me like that, man. And Jeff, I said, did you see what he just, oh, you playing for the Filipinos. And I said, wait. And now, after that game, when we whooped their ass, they came over and shake hands. And I said, no, nah, you ain't shake my hand before. Don't shake it now. You got your ass whooped by the Filipinos. <laughs> and, it was, and that's what I enjoyed. And my boys deserve the fact they all deserve a pat on their backs for what they did. Because they came through. And that's why I said, like, Ron, Ron knew how I was in practice. I would beat the hell out of them in practice. 
guards. I will beat everybody on the guards. Chip England, you can tell him, he'll tell you the same thing. Dennis would beat the shit out of me at practice. <laughs> but, but the thing about it, we came through like we supposed to. And we're the only team in the Philippine history to beat the United States two times. Two times. <laughs> national teams. Okay. NBA players. You, you also got the chance to play in the PBA, in the Philippine basketball. Right. Oh. oh, I love how, it. How was the adversary? And oh, remember your big, I mean, experience. How was the experience? And yeah. who is your biggest adversary in the PBA? Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you know who pissed me off, man? That little freaking Rick Ricardo. Ricardo Rick. Ricardo, uh, Ricky Ricardo. Ricky Brown? Ricky Brown, I mean. Ricky Brown. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> little as his ass was, he picked me up. Because that boy would keep them in the game. But but over the experience, I just loved the whole thing about it when playing the PBA. The fans, man. Everybody was into the game. Yeah. Every game was packed. Because everybody played. We played in that one stadium, I think it was back then, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think we played but one stadium. Yes. And every game, these fans was out there. I mean, you had the crazy ones out there, man. But it was straight up, you felt like you was playing professional and, you know, basketball. Mm -hmm. and it was. It was It was good. Jaworski and all them guys, man. Dirty motherfucker as he was. Jaworski <laughs> was a dirty motherfucker. I got some other names. Fernandez, all them guys. But, but it was basketball. We get a cut. I mean, one time I elbowed in his face, I think, and I cut his eye or something. He got back on the court, patched it up. But it was that, that, that kind of basketball. We played with guts and power, and we loved what we was doing. And we was doing at the same time, giving entertainment to the fans. Yeah. But it was something, we wasn't faking each other. I'm whooping your ass, you whooping my ass. So when we got on the court, it was like a fight. Every time we played, it was a fight. When you play against the national you know, Filipino team, everybody want to whoop our ass. Yeah. So we had to fight every team that we played. And we got our ass whooped, but at the same time, we learned how to win. So you still remember the, I mean, the incident where uh, Sen the former Senator Robert Jaworski got... I mean, <laughs> He's a senator? God damn. Yes, he, he was a former senator. <laughs> the world's coming to an end. <laughs> Man, can he spell that word? <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Said Jaworski, he dogging you out, man. What? Yeah. I didn't know he was a senator, man. Yeah. That knock people out in the game. He, that was uh, one dirty. I ain't know. Back then, they played dog hard dirty. He yes. did not care. He would get on the court with me. Yes. That, that's one player I didn't like to play against because he was just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's a senator. Tell me, need to be, I need to be a mayor of my, mayor of Manila. <laughs> He, I'm I mean, going over there and running for something. He showed you. He, I mean, he showed everyone that he has the heart to. I mean, yeah, despite he, being injured, he still he, five. What was he? Five, five nine. Maybe maybe six feet at the max. Mm -hmm. He was the worst. I did not like to play against him because he never quit. He kept kept going, man. And if they was losing by twenty points at the end of the game, he's still going at it. So yes. <laughs> We got back then. He had some good ball players. We had, I say, some good ball players that could have been played in the NBA. Yes. How can you describe how the Filipinos play basketball in in your time? I think you know what. In a way, I think we the the, the PBA mimicked most of the NBA type thing. Yes. And that's how they played. Like, because it was only at that time, it was only two professional leagues in the world: the mm -hmm. NBA and the PBA, mm -hmm. the Filipino National Association of Basketball. 
And so they played just like in the NBA. These players that was playing that was playing are all Hall of Famers. You know, all the players we played back then, they're probably Hall of Famers now in the PBA. Mm-hmm. They should be. Yes. Yes. Most, I tell you, 80% of them probably are. are <laughs> yes, like Sam Boylim, Alan Gaidi, Victor Calma. Before them, you know, I'm talking about, with, you know, with my boy Fernandez, what's his name? Yes, Ramon. Oh, man, all them got man. They had a Pacino and all them guys back in the day, man. Them guys is all NBA players. And the way they played, God, it was no joke. They played out there. You got a game. When you come out to see the game, it wasn't no one side winning by 80, 90 points. Only us because we had the best. But, you know, <laughs> no, I but yeah, we beat them a couple times for 20 points. But, but overall, it was fights every game. When you go to a game, it was like going to a damn ice hockey game. Somebody's going to break out the fight. And that's how it was because they played with balls. Excuse my expression. Yeah, it's okay. Do you, do you still have connection to your former teammates? Have you kept in touch with them? Um, my, boy, my boy Jeff uh, Jeff Moore, I went out there last year and I visited him. And um, He's in Puerto Vallarta. He's doing this little thing down there. He's coaching and everything basketball down there. And now he's doing some other stuff with kids and everything with basketball. Mm-hmm. And I was down there last year with him. I, I went and visited him for a little while. Hopefully I'll get back there and see him again. Yes. But yeah, Jeff, I mean, keeping the, Chip I haven't talked to because, I, you know, Jeff keeps in contact with Chip and all them guys, but most of them don't want to talk to me, man, because they know I used to cuss them out. <laughs> they, they still scared of me. <laughs> they go, oh, shit, he's going to throw an elbow. <laughs> so, no, they still scared of brother. <laughs> no, but but um, I think I got, I got contact with a couple of them. Um, I talked to, Kai Dick I talked with on the internet a little bit, and I talked to my boy, uh, what's his name out in L.A.? <laughs> Crazy dude, what's his name? He was a six-six forward. Um, oh man, six, six, not a yeah six-six four. He was on the team. We won the championship, and he's in L.A. right now. I think. Um, <laughs> damn, what was his name? I forgot that. Crazy could play, man. But um, nah, that I keep in contact with Jeff mostly and everything. But um, yeah. <laughs> I would love to get with the guys, and it would be nice if we all do a little family reunion, man, because that would be great. You yeah. get a family union like that, man, because the experience some guys got, we got together. <laughs> people would just like die to hear about it, man, because I used to, man, them guys, they, I got some stuff on them dudes when they used to be in that hotel. I ain't going to tell everybody about their kind of and all them guys and stuff they used to do running around the hotel, but yeah. I got secrets on all of them. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh shit, Dennis, don't be telling them everything, man. <laughs> so if you need some secrets, I'm going to blackmail a couple of them. <laughs> When was the last time you visited the Philippines? Oh, man. 1985, the last time. The last yep, time. That's when, yeah, we won that championship. Um, that's what happened with, you know, um, when they had the issue with uh, President Marcos and everything. We had to mm-hmm. leave the country and all that. And it, it, was, it was really just a shock for us because, mm-hmm. man, we was on a roll. Yeah. We was on a roll. We, we was ready to just, that next two years to beat everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and my, my mind was set to me. I talked to my parents. You know, my first when I first went there, my mom and dad was like, my mom's like, oh, dad, you're going to another You know, they are old heads. She's from, you know, New Jersey and everything. You're going to go over there. But when I got there, I thought we wasn't coming back. Me and Jeff planned on not coming back. Man, I had my dog over there. Jeff had his little dog. My dog and his yo-yo. And some players knew my dog, too, man. Little dog ass, but. But we planned on not coming back, and I, and I definitely planned on staying over there. But when that happened in '85, and we had to leave the country at that time, and that really hit me bad, you know. And, um, 
And that's when I went overseas and started playing back over in South America and all the countries, Argentina and everything. I see. I played up to 1999, you know, I was 39 years old. It was time for me to retire then, but but I was praying, you know, if, if everything were well, I would have been still there right now. I had my own little farm. Cause that was a plan. I was gonna have a farm out there in the Philippines, kicking it, relax. <laughs> and you know how life is, man. The people are so great. I mean, you know, people don't have much money out there, but their freaking hearts are incredible. Nice. I mean, I met so many people, man. Went to their houses and stuff. I used to visit, man. Just because me and Jeff was like natives, man. There, you know, we we'd going around, getting on a boat in the Manila Bay, go somewhere, so we just go for a trip for a couple hours, go visit some people on Bagu and all that stuff. It was so nice. And these wasn't people that had money. These was people down to earth that loved ball. Mm-hmm. And so we would just go visit. Man, it was, I mean, it was great. They, come on in. And they had their houses made, little dirt, little but it was, it was home. And the real thing I like about the people was real. I never seen nobody get off, get mad. The people I met over there, everybody was happy. And when they were sad because of some situations that happened and stuff. But overall, they can go through hell and they still be happy. And that's what I really impressed me a lot. I mean, and that's what I grew up from that, you know, learning from them. So, yeah, I miss, I miss my Philippines, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shoot. Do you still I'm retired have, now. I'm taking it easy. Do you still have your Philippine passport? <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> Even if I don't, I can take my American passport and come over there. But, yeah. I need to, you need to investigate that, man. I'm going to have you my agent, man. Man, you going to start it now. You're my big dog. So, big dog, you got to find out all that stuff. That's your freaking name. You're a damn news reporter. You should know about that. <laughs> so, basically, because that would be your, your, your memories, right? Is, hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, man. Now, we got, you know, I might get to come over there and visit, man. It would be nice. Even if we do something like we could put something together. That we can all get together, man, because I know them players got a lot of things to say about me. <laughs> yeah. so, they, so basically, yeah. can, you can, you, you know, we can, we can ask you later at the end of the show, you know, for, for the for people in the big companies, you know, we can ask hey, them, right. what about an NCC reunion? <laughs> oh, wow. That would, hey, that'd be, put that in the papers and everybody want to see it, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. But it's just incredible the team we had, man. Just really. These was kids. I mean, they were kids. It was, I mean, I think the oldest was, like I said, was 18, 19 years old. I was the oldest of, of, of all 20. And all the rest of them was under 18. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's, man, it's, it's great memories and it's something nobody can take from us. We can tell everybody that we won. Yeah, <laughs> and so nobody great. can be like us. <laughs> nobody. No. Not Philippines no more. <laughs> and I'll tell them national team now. You ain't gonna have a team like ours. Eighties basketball is kind of you know physical. Can you recall an Thank incident you. where you had to fight someone on the basketball court because of physicality? Jaworski. I want to knock him. <laughs> <laughs> yup, see that's what you need to do. You need to look up Jaworski. Just just film him and find out how many games he got in fights. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw your a picture earlier, right? <laughs> that you were about to to attack a referee. <laughs> yeah, my, my coach, even my coach didn't say nothing to me, man. Because this was one of them days, I think, man. But but it's just, it was fun. I mean, it was incredible. We 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 battled on the court, knocked each other out, 
But then I might go to up, up the like we might go to the Hyatt House and go up to a club and you'll see Jaworski and all them guys, they drinking their little whatever and they hey what's up, what's up? <laughs> but when we were on court, I'll kill you. <laughs> but once we got off the court, it was like, hey, good game, Dan. Good game, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember. I remember. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I hope I'm not. But uh, Alan Kaidik remember that you you had a fight uh, in in an international or tune up tournament before you were really mad because <laughs> I have to recall that news again. But uh, you know, he he was also trying to remember you know what happened the 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 fun time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time we was playing in the ABC. Mm -hmm. I think that was the, 80, the 85 one. We won that too. But we played against the Thailand national team. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's when I got into a thing, man. They was just straight up, I mean, dirty. They couldn't even play. They're just dirty. And so I'm ready to fight. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready to knock them out. My coach, he said, Den, come here, man. Remember, we're in Thailand. Mm -hmm. Here, they born. High boxers. They learn that shit at the age of two. <laughs> he said, I hate to see you six eight knocked out on the floor. And I said, oh, thanks for because, because you know, over there they don't play. Mm -hmm. But we played that game. It was one of the roughest game we played, man. It was physical. Mm -hmm. But but we came through. And and they beat us. That I mean, we beat the game. I mean, we won the game, but they beat us physically. After that game, we was like, oh my like Because <laughs> it was just chop chop suey on us, man. They was like, <laughs> <laughs> and you know they our our, our brothers like the, the guards and all that they was just pounding them mm -hmm. but then you get teams like that that does that but our team came through because like i said the way we practice the way coach practice we would practice three hours 90 degrees in the freaking stadium over there oh, and man. coach whooped our ass on the court and i whooped everybody ass while he whooped our ass so we were just so we got the team got used to just pounding each other and so now you know when we played them countries We came through. The United States couldn't do nothing. They, they were surprised. They were surprised most of anything because they could not believe what our boys were doing to us. I see. That was great. You know, you know, you you fought you you fought with your heart. You know, with the emotion. Yeah. But then we went to Spain. I, we went to Spain too. When we went over there to that cup, we went over there for this uh, the cup of um, I think it was the World Cup or something like that. And we went to Spain mm -hmm. and. We almost beat the United States. We lost by eight points. And that's when they had big um, Robinson, Dave Robinson, a couple of other NBA players that was playing that game. Mm -hmm. And after that game, Dave and all, and the coach came over and said, you guys whooped our ass. You guys, even though we lost, he said, you guys whooped our ass. Mm -hmm. We lost by eight points. We beat Italy over there, and Italy was big time, Bank of Roma. So, I mean, our team, man, damn, for the young boys that they were, man, God, I mean, they was kids. Do, do you remember uh, imports in the PBA that you played for that, you know, uh, made an impact in your eyes? Not really. Mm. You know, so we, we played the PBA a little bit, but my thing was focused on my team at that time. And I wasn't, I didn't look at no play. And I never, I, everybody asked me, who's your idol for basketball? I really don't have one but my, my older brother that played for University of Maryland. Nice. And I, I like my boy Will Chamberlain. And I like Wes Unsell because Wes Unsell was six seven, dirty ass center back in NBA. And that was my thing like he was. But my best players are guys on my team, man. You know, uh, I, I can't dap them up no better than that because 
We can say Jaworski and all them other guys are great, but they never did what we did. And so these guys got something under their belts that they can say you've never done. You've yeah. never done. <laughs> never. And that's, and that's the thing, man. I mean, and I see Kai Dick doing his thing and everything. I see all them guys, comma, and yeah. all them, man. I heard now, how's that? How's my boy, I'm saying, boy, is he, is he, he's okay now? Uh, I think he's, uh, I mean, he's on a wheelchair. Right, I heard. Yeah. But he's, but he's I mean, moving a little bit. Damn, uh, I want to see him, man. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, as far as I know, he's, he's on a wheelchair and he's trying to recruit, he's trying to bounce back from that, you know. Incident. They need get, no, no. What they need to do, give me a ticket. I'll put my foot in his ass. I'll get him up. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Say about like, oh damn, that is Steve. Okay, get up, my boy. Get your ass up right now. Let's go crap. How do you remember Samboy Lim? How do you remember him? Quiet. Mm -hmm. You see this guy. The first time I met him, I said, "This dude is nothing." I looked at when he came. You know, I was like, "Damn, who are we getting?" Man, I was looking at the team. Man. I'm like, "Look, me and Jeff, like, damn, that was a battle this year. We got this to deal with." And Sambo is all lanky like a fish. Mm -hmm. You just quiet. You, I mean, in a game, you never get, he doesn't get, you never see him get excited. Mm -hmm. He just plays. Mm -hmm. And then when I start seeing the stuff he did, I said, this dude is like Julius Curry. He would do stuff like, you know, Dr. J back in the day, Mike, with one hand. The Skywalker. So <laughs> oh, and when I seen his game, I said, you know what? Because I thought, I said, well, maybe this, you know, the, you know, Sandboy, man, I bet maybe this just practice he did it. Mm -hmm. But he continuously did this kind of stuff. And I said, man. And see, and I used to get on him. Sometimes Sandboy would get kind of a little like the days, you know, on the defense. Mm -hmm. Then Ron would say that because he knows I'm going to go run around there to Sam Saying, Look at your ass, man. Let's just go, dog. Come on. <laughs> Sam, pick it up. So, so a hell of a ball player, man. He's always mellow. I never seen him get upset about nothing. Mm. I mean, they would foul the hell out of him, man. When we played against the States, they were beating the crap out of him. <laughs> Physically, they was hitting him, man. You know, when we don't see the referees. You don't see our whole game. These guys was pounding our ball players, and they thought that was going to work. They thought that they could pound our players, and they'll give up eventually. What mm. that did is it did the opposite. It did the opposite. It made them play harder. And when we went... I mean, when, when we were with the United States team, I remember Gene was, if Gene was his name, the coach, he was pissed off because he could not believe what was happening. <laughs> this motherfucker was breaking his shirt. I'm like, hey. And my boys came through. Kai Dick came in them last, the last shots. Chip, man, I had to give it to him. He came in, man, hitting that motherfucker. He came off of picks. I gave him pick after pick. Come and get a pick. I can't run. I can't move. But I'll knock that guy off. <laughs> and these guys, as young as they were, that's what I say. And even the guys off the bench. Our players off the bench, um, Nietzsche, all them guys that come off the bench, they came and did their job. They might have came in for two or three minutes, but they did their job for two or three minutes. And that's how the game with basketball was played then. And Ron was that way, you know. The, the memories of the Philippines ain't going to never go away. Mm. Never. You know, and I, I would love to get with my boys and hug all them bugs, guys. Man, still kick them in the ass, but hug them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what has basketball taught you that carries over into the other areas of life? You know, after I, I finished playing, uh, my major was psychology, and I worked with kids in, um, that had – behavior problems. I went to a couple of psychiatric hospitals for pre-adolescents and adolescents. And I got back in that 19, when I came back in uh, 2000. 
And I got into that dealing with kids that had a lot of issues. Because, you know, people don't know about my background or what happened to me. Yeah. You know, I was kicked out of my home at the age of 17. So, and I had a coach that was, that was there that kept me doing what I needed to do while I was in high school. Because at the time, I was on my own then. Mm-hmm. But I learned so much from that, too, at the same time. And, and with the basketball situation, one thing I learned about everything is, is having a team working together, everybody, mm-hmm. not just one person. Yeah. And that's the same thing in life. I mean, you know, we always got to help each other and everything like that. And so I got into the field of working with kids and everything. Kind of killed me a little bit because my heart was hurting because I want to bring everybody home. My wife's like, no, you can't do that. You can't bring the away. <laughs> no, you can't. He can't. But, but that was the thing. I learned so much at a young guy. When Ron Jacobs took me in his hands and brought me over there with you guys and everything. And so it taught me, man. And it taught me how to be humble. You know, I came from another world, you know, over here. I thought I had it bad. And then when I went over there and, you know, lived, I said, man, I can't complain for what I had. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I learned a lot from that as a young age. And it, it's been stuck with me for a long time. Yes. Don't start crying, dog. <laughs> no. Has somebody tried to get in touch with you during the nineties to, you know, to invite you to come back? I think I had. I, I don't know. A couple of people have called, text me, and all that stuff. But you know, the thing is, you got me on a good note, big dog. No, you, no, you special now. You know you special because everybody says he got Dennis Askew. He got the green jacket. <laughs> no, you special now, dog. You have your TV show now. But no, I just always been into my little hole, man. You know, my family, my grandkids, and my, my kids. I have three daughters. Got three good son-in-laws because they know I'll kill them if they do anything stupid to my girls. And I'll kill their family, too, at the same time. I kill a whole generation. <laughs> so I got three good son-in-laws. <laughs> I found out today. So, <laughs> oh, no, wrong finger. No. But, um. But no, you know, it, I learned so much, you know, especially my first year leaving this country. You know, that's, think about it. I mean, it could win either way. I could have went over there and said, oh, shit, this place is me. Oh. But it took me and showed me, oh, man, I was like, God, would never leave. <laughs> I still want to kick Marcos in his ass. <laughs> we would have left. But no, it's good memories. Never had no bad memories in the Philippines. Never. Never, never, never. Only time I had one time, that's when I cramped up real bad. I had to go to the hospital, man. I died because I sweat so much. (laughs) But no bad experience at all over there. Ever. Ever. You know, and me and Jeff hang out a lot. We used to go out and just have fun, go with the people, go downtown, go down to Middle and all that, walk down the bay and all that stuff. So never, never, never had any problems with that. Have you, I mean, after you left, have you followed the Philippine basketball not, not that much, no, mm-hmm. not that much at all. I, 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 I don't want to say it's soft, but <laughs> we ain't gonna go there. So you don't want to hear the true blue about me, uh, <laughs> about the Philippine basketball now. Yeah, but I, you know, we came from a different climax back in the '80s, man. You know, and like I said, the team we had, we came, we had, we had, we was babies, had become men in the men world, playing mm-hmm. in the NBA, the PBA, playing in national. Teams from all the world, so it, it's not the same that what we had, man. And and, and every ball player you talk to is on our team and say the same thing. It's not the same, you know. Uh, they got so much nowadays. Back then, we had freaking regular Converse, Chuck Taylors, and all that kind of shit. We didn't have the special floors that they got nowadays. You can jump off. We had none of that stuff, man. We were playing like some wood over top of some damn cement. 
<laughs> we practice. You know that's Coliseum there back then, but that Coliseum was back in 1900. But <laughs> but we didn't have all that. We didn't have all this stuff. They got the gears they got on and all that mm -hmm. stuff. We ain't one that. Coach wouldn't allow that shit anymore. <laughs> I wouldn't allow it because it don't mean nothing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you see these players nowadays, they got all this stuff on them, man. Fucking stockings on them. We call them stockings, man. Because back <laughs> in our day, nobody wore stockings. Yeah. Nobody, you never see nobody in the NBA back in our day wear them damn things they wear now. What they call mm -hmm. them, whatever, pull-ups. You would never see an NBA player back in my day play that. You would never see a player back in my day college play that. Because the coach would say, you get your ass off my team. I want those. <laughs> you know? But now they got all this stuff wraps around them and all that stuff, man, you know? And, and it was a different environment. We didn't have all that stuff they got now. And so when these guys complain about this and this, I'd be like, man, shut up, man. You guys got the best of all. Yeah. We didn't have all that. We didn't have all that. I mean, we had to get our ankles taped, big time taped before every game. Because we was like, we were like thoroughbreds, mm -hmm. like horses. You know, they take them ankles. Yes. Every yes. practice, everybody got taped. We had to do all that. Nowadays, they don't because they don't play like we did back then. Mm -hmm. You know, back then, a lot of them wore the mouthpiece, too. Because <laughs> these guys don't wear that. Because they don't know about getting chucked in the mouth. <laughs> See, back in our day, you always got hit in your mouth. Yes. You ask any of your, any of your PBA ball players retired, they'll tell you the same thing. You always got a busted lip sometimes. <laughs> you always got your eye cut. I remember the first time I got my eye cut, they put freaking glue on it. and put it like this. Glue on it. Go back out. <laughs> in the Philippines, I'm like, hey, back in the day, you know, you're going to be out for three weeks. Oh, you got my cut Shoot, they blew on that sucker. Dennis, you got to get you back out there, man. Yeah. That's so we played against the United States our last game. Jeff was sick, and I forgot what else happened to Jeff. There. It was something else that happened to Jeff that game. He was hurt. Mm -hmm. I had stretched ligaments, the worst sprain you could ever have. They said it was better if they had broke it because mm -hmm. it was, you know, at that time. And the coach told me, uh, Ron, Dundee came up to me and they gave me a little meeting and a half, like a special. And they knew I was fucked up. They knew I was hurt. They knew, they, they knew. The doctor said, man, this motherfucker, all we can do is just inject them. But they told me, man, they said, Dennis, all we want you to do is be on the court today. Mm -hmm. Just be on the court against the United States. We don't, we don't care. You run up and down. If you get one right down, good. Just be on the court with your presence. Mm -hmm. And, and they told me, that's all we need from you. And my boy, he injected that foot, man. I like, <laughs> it, was, it was messed up. It was bad. I see. But to be on that court, he said, Dennis, they need you. You're a ball player. If you're on that court with them, they're going to go battle with you because they're going to see you're hurt. They know you're hurt, Dennis. All the guys on the team couldn't believe it. They looked at me and they, they knew I was in pain and everything. But John, Ron Jacobs, and Dundee, them two little motherfuckers right there got in my ear. He said, them boys, if you out on that court and you're doing what you can do hardest, they're going to they come through for you. And the boys did. They like, they seen I was hurting, hopping. And they just, and it happened. We beat them suckers. And it was <laughs> incredible because they thought they had us. Yeah. So we had a team that was just incredible and good coaching, good fathers, good leadership, and good teamwork playing together. We all knew our positions. I knew I'm not a fire. I can't be shooting no three-pointers outside. I know I don't shoot. Everybody had their positions, and we, we worked together on it, and we won. And, and I'm going to tell you, that, that was one of the biggest in my life, the United States that year. And I ain't had but two points, I think, 
maybe oh. some rebounds. Yeah, I had no points that game, I think. Yeah. I was that bad on. And yeah. then I still end up being on the R-Star team. <laughs> I had a messed up wrist, too, because I think I messed my wrist up in Uruguay trying to dive for a ball and save it. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, hobbling and everything. Jeff was all messed up, too. Yeah. But we came, the, the boys came through, man. I mean, the fellows, my boys, they came freaking through. <laughs> You know, everybody's like, oh, Dennis still Jeff Moore, Chick Reed, they keeping that team alive. No, it wasn't. <laughs> never. We never done that. It was the whole team. Yes. We had guys show talent that nobody had ever seen. Kai did. All this, man, that ugly shot he shoot. That was Kai. Yeah. But that motherfucker came through. He went, pop, pop. He came in the game and hit like eight in a row. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> they didn't know what was happening. And then we went overtime. They was like, oh, shit. <laughs> then Jeff found out. We was really like, and then we had to all pull together at the end of winning. And, and it's, it's the way we were taught and coached and the way we lived, too, because we lived at a family. We lived with brothers and everything. And we worked together. And that, and that, that's, that's how you win games, you know? You work together. Everybody know their position. And everybody knew their position. And Ron Jacobs was the conductor. He knew where to put every. He was like he knew a chess player. He knew where to put us at. He knew where to take us out. Mm-hmm. When to take us out. We might have four fouls. He might stay stay in anyway because he knew. He knows he's got four. Mm-hmm. So Brian, man, and, and my boy, they just so much. And Henry, Henry was there too. I think that was his brother. <laughs> Henry, I remember Henry a lot, man. <laughs> but um, then we had Doc and all them guys. We had a hell of a crew, man. We had one of the best crews around back then. Yes. Do, do you have any message to your former teammates? Oh, man, we just got to get together. That's what we need to do. That we can sell some jokes and laugh about each other. They need to put us on TV, kick back. Because <laughs> we, we got a lot of, I got a lot of things on a lot of <laughs> Some of the stuff they did in the damn hotel, man. I was like butt naked. Hey, come on, dude. No, we ain't gonna go there. They know. I, these, man, and before games, I had to go in there and tell them, get the freaking your room and go lay down, go to bed. They joking around, laughing, running. We got a big game the next day. They're like, get your goddamn. <laughs> so, you know, that that would be a, 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 a big thing for me just to give them guys, even if it, we do the Zoom thing or something. Because is memories nobody will have but that crew that lived that life. Yes. But, and the people that lived back then, it was memories for them because when, it, when we beat the United States that day, oh, the damn country shut down, man. The whole country shut down. <laughs> yeah. They all broke out. They all broke out the same of Dale Beers. Man, the country went freaking, freaking, freak. We came off that plane. It was like, damn. Yes. Uh, we did this. <laughs> okay, wow. I, I'll give you some names. Okay, I'll just you know I, I know you have uh, said. Yeah, this. my memory ain't good, dog. You know I'm old, man. You when you my age, look at the great beard. <laughs> yes, describe describe them at least one to four words. Okay, we'll start off with the former Uh-oh. Zebra import Michael Hackett. Okay, so what I'm supposed to say about that? Uh, can you describe him in one to four words? Good player, man. Hard, hell of a player. Good heart. Good person, too, man. So, yeah, good people. Uh, Samboy Lim. Samboy Lim, man. <laughs> Dr. J of the Philippines. Yes. Because he was a Dr. J. The stuff he did, 
I don't know how he did it, man. Senator, Senator Robert Jaworski. Oh, Jaworski, you dirty motherfucker. No, <laughs> <laughs> no Jaworski, good people, no. No, Jaworski, hardcore, won't stop until he finish. And he accomplished what he wants to finish. So, yeah, hard player. Alan Kaydick. Kai Dick, man, ugly shot, but shoot your ass out anytime he want, man. Kai Dick, and he, you know, Kai Dick was smart. You know the game. Mm -hmm. Kai didn't jump that high, you notice. He can't jump high, but he knew how to shoot that mother freak on your face. So, yeah. Coach, Coach Ron Jacobs. Father, mentor. Ambas leader. Ambassador Dandinkoanko. Father, mentor, leader. In Do all you heart and honesty. Do you have any message for the Filipino fans? Man, just embrace the darn game. Hopefully you get back this we can all get back to where we were before to see the games playing and everything. And mm -hmm. hopefully I can come over there and visit. When everything kind of settled down, I would love to come over and see the Filipinos, man, and kick with my brothers and sisters and just have a good time. And drink my San Miguel beer. <laughs> and of course, and drink, taste coffee in the morning. <laughs> this will be an opportunity for you, you know. Hopefully, yeah. the, the, your former teammates could, you know, yeah. watch this. Good people, and man. They could connect with you, and then we, you could. Oh, they will. Reunion. What you did, hey, Big Dolph, what you did, man. You need to pat on your back, man, a lot. Because ain't too many people <laughs> pester Dennis still and keep texting me. Dennis, I want to talk to you. Dennis, Dennis, I want to talk to you, Dennis. Uh, we need to, I want to get you, man. You know, <laughs> sir, sir. So you yes, stayed sir. on it. I'm, I'm telling you how to report What you, you did right there is professional work. Because you came and looked for me. I, I'm like, and you kept texting me. I'm like, this motherfucker getting on my goddamn roof. He texted me again. Hey, thing is, sir, sir, can I? Let's not call me sir. Like, yeah. But no, what you did, man, I ain't lying, man. It's, it's true blue. And I, I really appreciate that because that's one thing about the fans. They love their basketball in the Philippines, man. And, and to do something like this, dog, you need a pat on the back. When I see you, I might kick in your ass once, but don't worry about it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. You owe me a meal. When I come over, I'm going to eat some that good food. I'm going to eat that good food. Yes. I, I will. Once you, you, come, you come here in the Philippines. Uh, I'll stay with you. Yes. I, I, I will treat you to a nice hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want me to stay home, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another episode of Extra Session with Kiko Malikdem. Here in Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, I would like to say thank you again Run. to our guest, and it's still, it you, was man. an honor. And I know you're a very busy person, yet you, you know, you spend time with us. So, in yeah. behalf of the Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, this is Kiko Malikdem, and games are always Run. exciting if there is. That's what he said. Games are always exciting. Kito, if you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, check out www guerrillapodcast.com.au or guerrillapodcast.com.ph
Gorilla Podcast Syndicate Production. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com